We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, I'd say this, uh, Hassan, obviously, unbelievable player for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, local kid, great success story, Camden, Temple, Philly, um, love having Hassan. I think that, you know, anything that you're trying to do, um, you're trying to blend, obviously, what you're trying to do this year and, and how you're going to look in the future. And I think that's the hardest job. But um, certainly, you know, don't want to get into any specifics with any conversations with players, but have tremendous respect for the player and the person. Howie Roseman yesterday on Hassan Reddick. Welcome back to the Midday Show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio. Should the Eagles go all in in free agency? I think they should here with extra cap space, a lot of holes to fill on defense, and trying to continue to a, a window to try to win a championship. Hugh says, no, they got to go young. You let the young guys play. But Hugh, one of the guys that's already here that might not be here, Hassan Reddick. So there was Howie yesterday, first question about Reddick. And listen to his answer on this because this was really telling to me. Ask what's the best-case scenario on the Reddick thing. Here's how he responded. I think honest communication is the best-case scenario with all your players and understanding um, where you stand and not having, not being afraid to have open doors of communication and hearing where they feel and where we feel. When the question is what's the best-case scenario and you don't say Hassan Reddick in an Eagles uniform getting a bunch of sacks, my eyebrow is raised. What's going on here? Well, this is the fluid situation. They're, they're trying to, to hammer out something but it doesn't sound like it's going well that's that's kind of what I got from it because you're trying to be respectful to the position of he's not you know he's not a he's not happy right now I guess that's the best way to describe it and you're still trying to communicate it and it's not you're you're still you're still off yeah a little bit my gut feeling after listening to Howie yesterday is he's not going to be here I've kind of felt this you and I have agreed on this year that it feels like this is trending in a way that he's not going to be on this team because it struck me yesterday that neither he nor Sirianni when asked about it, they could have said one very simple, it's a fact they could have said, they could have said Hassan is under contract, which he is. Like, it's not like he's a free agent. They don't have to do anything. Obviously, you know, he could hold out and all that, but neither of them said, well, Hassan's an Eagle. He's under contract. We're looking forward to having him on the team. That wasn't what anybody said yesterday. No. And because I think that, I think there's a lot in play here. Like one thing that a defensive coordinator does when he when he gets here is he looks at all the film. So it could be a situation. I'm speculating here. That's that's what we do in the show. We speculate. Yes, we do. We speculate a lot. Careful. Speculating, now. <laughs> speculating that uh maybe Coach Fangio's looking at it and say, Hey, if he's here, it's great, but if he's not, I'm okay with that too. Might be one of those situations. Yeah, and he could be leaving this one up to Howie Roseman and how he wants to maneuver the cap. Do they want to give him a new contract? Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four Gut feeling right now after yesterday, after the past couple of weeks, obviously this all started, what, Super Bowl Sunday, I think, when we got the first report that Reddick was allowed to seek a trade. I don't think he's coming back here. I, I, that struck, Kyle, I just was surprised that neither of them said, hey, he's under con- – like, best case scenario, wouldn't the answer be Hassan Reddick helps us win football games next year? He's an eagle. Yeah, but uh, so I guess I got a little bit of a different read on it than you guys. It, it sounded to me more like just – standard GM speak posturing like I I don't know I I don't know how much leverage there is to be lost but if you 
like if you put that out there, one, you're going to make yourself look like an idiot if you do have to end up trading him and he doesn't want to be back, right? Like, so you almost have to, like, you can't be too giddy or too, like, desperate publicly about retaining Hassan Reddick. I, I just, I, I didn't really get a takeaway that it was either good or bad what Howie was saying there. I think those were kind of the answers that he was, he had to give in that, in that situation. Like, he can't say, that we're feeling uh, closer to making a deal or we're feeling further from making a deal. Like, yeah, I don't think you can really ever put that out there as a general manager. So uh, I guess the meter didn't really move for me one way or the other, hearing him talk about Hassan Reddick yesterday. And I still think they're going to find a way to make it work. He's well, optimistic he is. Yeah, Kyle doesn't want to let go of Reddick. I understand that. And if the Eagles' objective is to win the Super Bowl next year, then Reddick's the best option. Yeah. I mean, like, otherwise, they have to replace that position, too. Right. Unless, you know, we're going with the Hugh Douglas plan of playing all the young guys. and Nolan, play the young guys. Nolan Smith gets all the snaps next He's year. He's an idiot. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. That one was strong. That that one that one hit a little bit. All right, 215-592-9494. All in on free agency. Or do you want to go the Hugh Douglas route? No, uh, no, he's an idiot needed there. Go young. <laughs> You're not the only one. I just think most people are in the camp of spend that money, Howie. I'm not worried about young and draft picks. I'm worried about putting the best towel on the field. Will in the Northeast. What's up, Will? Good morning, gentlemen. What's Good up, morning, man? Will. All right, man. Listen, when I was listening to Seriati's speech yesterday, right, the only thing I could think about is sitting at a, at a blackjack table. <laughs> Double down, triple down. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. You got to come better than that. And my thing is, one thing I can say, if there's no leadership or, or, or you know, if, if you don't have no leadership in the locker room and no no structure, how do you expect us to get better? You can't talk. I mean, I'm not going to tell anybody how to talk. But as far as getting these men ready, motivating them for the next season, which is going to be one of the hardest seasons that we played since we've been together. It's going to be a tough year. And that's what they need to start getting these guys ready for mentally first. Physically, that comes next. But the whole thing is, even with, um, with, with the, man, when you look at the playoffs, right? You had a lot of teams in the playoffs that had all the way strong, powerful runners. And just like with Kansas City. And I wanted to ask you and whoever, do you think Kansas City would have been as good as they was without Plachenko? Yeah, he ran that ball hard. He ran hard, That's, that's what I'm talking about. And that's hard. what we've been missing for the last couple of you gotta seasons. you got to have some balance, man. man. you got to have some balance. Yeah, you got to have balance. But but the whole thing is, without that run, there will be no balance. You know what I'm no, saying? No, that, that's and what that's, I – yeah, I'm, I'm with you. That that balance – running running definitely balances everything, definitely. Right, and, and that's the only thing I'm saying. And the reason why I keep – saying this, man. I really believe that Derrick Henry is the perfect fit for us. The, I mean, far as the offense. Now, whatever they're going to do on the defense, let them do. But get Derrick Henry here, man. Keep Swift. Them two light thunder and lightning, man. I see it. And I believe these two is going to be one of the keys. And also, um, um, put the 12 personnel in, man. Give, give uh, Jalen, some 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 uh, blocking, man. Give him a little bit more time in the pocket. Like, start introducing all these things. 
and stop being one-dimensional. So it's interesting you brought up the 12 personnel thing because Kellen Moore does that more than most coordinators. I think I saw the Chargers were eighth in the NFL last year in, in two tight ends. So we might see – I mean, they could get another tight end. We could see more of that stuff. Will, man, we appreciate the phone call. Will is our official Derek. Go get Derek Henry guy. I mean, he's, he's on that train. I would probably go Saquon Barkley a little bit. Is that going to be your back? There's a I, lot I would, out yeah, there. It was, it's, man, there's a lot of backs out there. And, and, and you know what's funny? When I'm looking at the list of backs – all their numbers kind of skew the same. You know, you're talking about uh, Saquon Barkley's at the top of the list, Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry, Tony Pollard. Like, they all had, like, rushing yards around the same this year. I, it's probably the biggest group of star running backs I've ever seen at the market at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Which which probably will you know lead to their, num- their salaries not being as high. It, it may give the Eagles an opportunity to go in and get one of these guys. 215-592-9494. Should the Eagles go all in in free agency? Howie yesterday talking about the cap room, talking about the idea of, you know, he didn't do a good enough job last year. And I, I point back to this defense. The offense is mostly in place. They're, you know, look, if Kelsey retires, they're going to have to find a replacement, whether it be guard or center, depending on what they do with Jurgens. That's one thing. They, they mostly have the offense settled. The defense, let me ask you this, Hugh. Are you comfortable with these, all these guys starting? I want to just, I'm gonna, I kind of wrote down a little list here. Ricks, Ringo, Carter, Davis, Dean, Blankenship. Are you comfortable with all those guys starting? Ricks, Ringo at corner. Why you do it again, Joe? I heard you the first all right, time. I'm, I'm I just, <laughs> I, I, well, I, I want you to picture no, it. Like, Blankenship Nicole, at safety. Go ahead. Nicole D is my guy, but I don't know how healthy he's going to be. Now, Ricks and Ringo at corner, I'm okay with that. Okay. Blankenship at safety, probably not. So, all right, so safety you're not totally comfortable but, with. But see, I'm willing to go into free agency. I don't need to get the highest pay. I don't need to get the top tier guy. I need to get a guy that's good. Like, I'm, But I'm, I'm going to roll with these young cats. I don't need to get the first name that I see on the list of the top linebackers or the top safeties in the game. I don't need to do that. Or I'm willing to get, like with that first pick in the draft, one of the linebackers, if, if I decide to go that route, which I doubt that they do, or a safety. If, which I doubt that they do as well. <laughs> yeah, that's not what they yeah, usually do. You know what I mean? But but what I'm saying is I'm willing to go with some young guys that I could groom into being exactly what I want them to be. See, the difference between you and I is when we go to the top 100 list on free agency, you scroll to the bottom. I go well, right I go, to the top. I, I go to the middle. The middle? Right? Probably the middle because I'm, I'm, I do understand that there's some financial ramifications here. I do. I do well, that. of course, yeah. And, and here's the thing that's interesting about this that wasn't maybe so a couple weeks ago. They have more money than we thought they would. Yeah. The whole NFL does. It's, it, the cap has jumped at a, a bigger rate than I think the whole NFL anticipated. 215-592-9494 to hop in. Should the Eagles go all in in free agency? Howie yesterday really hinting to the idea of they're going to be smart. They might play the young guys, but he did mention they made mistakes last year. And I think he was talking about letting – established defensive players go. You know, this would be a different story if T.J. Edwards was re-signed. It'd be a different story if Chauncey Gardner-Johnson was re-signed, but they made the choices last year to let those guys go. Let's go to O.G. Wade, who is in Chester. What's up, O.G.? O.G. What's up, what's up, fellas? How we doing today? Hey, what's O.G., what are you thinking? Um, I'm with I'm with you on this one, man. Um, I believe, this is what I believe, uh, Jay. The last two years, right, we've had luxury picks. We had no real need. You know what I'm saying? We were successful. Mm-hmm. So how we made those picks with in Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis, uh, Nolan Smith, you know what I'm saying? So now you don't, you don't go into drafts picking these guys and then don't give them opportunities to play. 
the reason why you draft guys first round, second round, is to play them. So now that you've actually, you know, kind of went into your, your, your bank, meaning you had a bad season, you've got to push those chips forward and call on those luxury things that you was able to put on the shelf. Now is the time to use them. I understand what you're saying in terms of you want to see guys that it's like you 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 want to see guys that you with your own eyes you seen play with other teams. But what in the position that Howie's in and where we are right now is that we have to go off of like what are we what are these guys projected to do? So in order for you to know if you made good picks or bad picks, you got to let the guys play. I, I don't like people downgrading. Howie, in terms of a GM in the draft, how we drafted Jordan Malata, Cam Jurgens, uh, Landon Dickerson, Jalen Hurts, uh, Devonta Smith. We ain't talking about all his hits. We're talking about the misses. I don't know that there's another GM in the NFL right now, and I'm sure there is, that has more players playing on their offensive and defensive side of the ball as Howie Roseman do here with the Philadelphia Eagles. So I'm not saying that he's the best. I'm just saying, let's stop acting like he ain't made, he ain't did no right. You know what I'm saying? He's done some things right. We have to, I, I, I believe that if our defense had an identity, if our offense had an identity last year, we would have finished 14-3. and three. The whole reason we sit where we are right now is because Nick Sirianni, and I told Cal this, is going to talk himself out of a job. He did not have to change the damn offense. You already knew you were going to struggle defensively. The one constant thing you had was the offense, and you changed it. That, that hurts, man. That hurts. Well, there was a lot of upheaval, right? Two new coordinators. Things were different. And, and OG, I hear your point on they've got a lot of young guys, and Hughes made the point. they got to figure it out. But, OG, here's what I'll say. If they're linemen, I trust Howie. I trust him, right? Carter, even Davis, Jurgens, Mylotta. He's good at that. He finds linemen. But, OG, oh it scares me. In the NFC East, CeeDee Lamb, I mean, there's good. The commanders have good receivers. They'll have a new quarterback. If we're mm-hmm. playing these young corners, I mean, if they're bad, it could torpedo the season. I don't know if they could play yet. Well, I think what has to happen at this point, Joe, is that you have to make sure that the front seven is solid. You know what I'm saying? If you can get Nolan Smith to put on about 15 this offseason, which is doable. And you can get Jordan Davis. Actually, they should switch. Jordan Davis dropped 20. Nolan put on 20. He'll give it to Nolan. Got, He'll just give it to him. Yeah, and you're solid right there. What you have to do is you got to go out. Our, our linebackers was hurt. we getting these guys off the street last year. You know what I mean? So that hurt us tremendously. Because when you start going to the street and pulling guys off the couch, you really ain't going to be that successful. I mean, you would hope that you could. You're praying that you could. But when you got to go to the to the couches and off the streets because of injuries, that's the biggest thing. So that could have happened with even with CJ and with uh, um, uh, what's the name the linebacker we let go to Chicago. They could have got hurt. It yeah. would have been the same. Thing. Well, I pray would have been. Yeah, no, they lost a lot of guys, and they did, especially at yeah. linebacker. OG, we appreciate it. So OG brought up there, Hugh, the Nolan Smith thing, putting on a little weight. I think Nolan Smith and what they think of him and what he might be might be the key to this whole thing because they did draft him the first round. Yes, there were. I remember last year when we did our our daily mock drafts. A lot of days we did that, Hugh. He was mocked to be a top ten pick. Now he ended up thirty. Right, the Eagles took him with the thirtieth pick, and I think we all felt like they they kind of got a steal there. How how ready is Nolan Smith? And only the Eagles know this, Hugh. We don't know, right? We're just we're not in the building every day. They're mm-hmm. watching him work out. They're watching him watch film and all that kind of stuff. 
how ready he is to be a guy that can really get after the quarterback is is a key to everything. Yeah, he needs to be taught, man. And he needs to be willing to be taught. I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, I saw flashes, like, of his speed off the corner. Mm -hmm. He got some speed. He just needs to understand spatial awareness. I guess that's the word that I would I would use in a situation like this. Because a lot of times he would run in that man and he wouldn't use his hands and he would get hurt. Like one play I saw him running in and I, was, and I tweeted out that somebody needs to teach him how to tackle before he hurts himself, which is kind of weird coming from where he came from. But I feel like there's enough there where his, his athleticism, will benefit him tremendously, especially when you talk about just letting him come off the corner and, and being able to be aware of what's going on and teaching him the, the uh, intricacies of, of what the offense is trying to do and just letting him be disruptive. I think he can do that. You know, granted, he's going to have to put some other players around him that helps him uh, allow him to, to be that aggressive, but I think there's something there. But to me, the way that you fix this defense is, number one, you let the young guys play and you teach them. Like, this team was not like, man, I can't stress this enough. I couldn't believe watching what I watched out there from those veteran guys, how disjointed and 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 not coached up that they looked. Like, it was ridiculous on a week-to-week basis, watching especially you towards the end. Rewatch some of the games in here during our show. It was so similar to during the, uh, the playoff game. What was it? I guess it was the Manning cast. Ray Lewis was on, and he had the same reaction you did, like, what am I watching here? What are these yeah, guys it, doing? It, it, it was, man, it was cuz you know like like it's like a it's like a a, a a ballet or it's like a line dance if you will where certain guys when you see certain guys move up, you see certain guys move back. I'm talking about secondary players. And then you see the fluidity of guys dropping back into coverage, carrying guys through certain certain parts of the field and things of that nature. And to see guys running around and like, oop, my bad. Like it was, it was like if you could, if I could like had a, a soundtrack of what was being said in that back end, it was a lot of, oh, ish, my bad. Oh, my bad. I missed that one. It Circus music. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like it was bananas. Glad I cleaned it up pretty good. Oh, that was, that sounded good. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it was, it was bad, man. It was, it was bad. And that was every week. And then it, it, to add insult to injury to me when, Bradbury came out and was like, no, we'll, you know, they start coming out reports that guys didn't like the game plan. And, and, and before that happened, the game plan didn't look that bad to me. Now, the defense wasn't that dynamic. I, I give you that. But they looked more co- cohesive in the beginning. But when it started being like Ray Bradbury talking about – not Bradbury. Uh, Bayard. 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 Yeah, Bayard. When he started talking about, hey, I'm going to do my own thing. Then that's when the wheels started to fall off the wagon. And guys were open by, I mean, miles. <laughs> mile. Some of those Bucks receivers in the playoff game. Yeah, it was, it I was mean, wild. you could have pulled out any college or high school quarterback. They would have made some of those throws Baker made in that game because the guys were open by 20 yards. It, it was remarkable. 215-592-9494. Spend that money is how the Eagles should approach it. They've got a lot more than we anticipated. There's big-time defensive free agents I understand the idea of a culture and trying to set something up where young guys kind of develop, and that's wonderful. But I need to win football games next year. If the Eagles' goal is to win the Super Bowl, I want to spend to do it this offseason. Anthony is up next on WIPA. Anthony? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's What's up, buddy? What are you thinking today? 
And, man, you know, um, I'm thinking we need to spend that money. Come on. And, and Hugh, let, let me, you know, in the words of the big fella himself, when it comes to playing them young dudes, man, that dog ain't going to hunt. And you know, <laughs> oh, he took it. He <laughs> used your own line on you. That going to hunt, and you know that. Come on, Hugh. It's I mean, how, how do we know? Like, seriously, though, pay, and I'm going to let you talk. How do we know that, though? All right, well, I'll, give you, 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 I'll, give, I'll let you know. Okay, so I'll tell you exactly what you get when you don't spend the money when you had to spend the money on them big dogs and put them in position and you let the young guys play, what you're going to get is the 2023 season all over again, but you might not see 11 wins this time around. That's what you're going to get. Anthony, to I, I tend to agree with you on this. I, I think if, if they don't do much, if they don't add much in terms of talent, I, I think it's like an eight-win team. I, I think they've got a lot of work to do to get where they want to go. Okay, so the young guys, they are super important, but think about the benefit of going out there spending that money and getting some big dogs in here around these guys, they are the guys that's coming from winning cultures, and they used to winning championships on top of championships, but they now they're in different waters now. They're in the NFL. So think about the benefit that they would get having those, those, those superstars to look at at those practices. You know, Brady sat behind Bledsoe. Terrell Suggs sat and watched Ray Lewis play. You could ask Lane Johnson himself the effect that Jason Peters had on him. So you need them big dogs in the room, so they can do those practices, them, them, them two day, them things, they, they, those moments that's vital to help them young dudes to really latch on to it. Is like to get in this NFL and 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 to win. We got to spend that money because the way the NFL move in the day, the ones that we, you, the people we got to compete with when the season start to get tight and things start to get, come on, we need some big dogs in there. We and you know that you. The big nah. dogs teach the little dogs how to hunt. Nah, how about that? I mean, Ray Lewis and Terrell Suggs play two different positions. And to your point about the big dog, how do we know these young cats don't play, can't play if we don't give them a chance to play? And I, and I think the one thing that you're missing is this. The guys that we had, like, we, we had no direction on this team. Now, we were devoid of talent, no question about that. But we were also devoid of direction. Now, there's a lot of times that if you have a, a plan and direction that it can cover up a lot of things that you don't have, like athleticism. I think some of these corners, young corners, and and these young players that we have, I think that they can play because they flashed. Like, Keely Ringo, to me, flashed. Eli Ricks, to me, flashed in times when they did have to play. So what you do is now you nurture, you cultivate, cultivate that. That's just like a teacher, man, when she's teaching a student how to play the violin or, or, or consonant constructor or conductor or whatever, teaching somebody how to play an instrument. You got to nurture that. And you got to show them what to do. I'm imagining now Fangio as a, a conductor. But uh, that's what he is, Joe. Like, like Maestro. Like, that's what Maestro. he is. That's what he is, Joe, because he's going to come in here. Like, I think people tend to forget that we're, we're, we're bringing Coach Fangio in here to do two things, fix this defense and, and give us an identity. Mm-hmm. And fix the culture. But I want to help him by giving him good players. No, that and we can. Yeah. But what if we have some good players? Like I, I can envision Coach Fangio coming in here right now and watching that film and saying, "Okay, he has something that I can work with, like some intangible." Like the thing that we tend to forget about football players, like you got to have athleticism, but you also got to be smart. Of course. And Gotta this team smart, wasn't man. smart last year. And it was <laughs> Joe. Tell him say it again. They were They weren't smart. So I'm like I need to find out how coachable. Number one, how coachable these young guys are. Now I might be off base as far as some of them might not be coachable, but I think those young. I definitely wholeheartedly believe 
that those two young corners, I think they're coaching. I, you know what? I, I don't doubt they are, and, and I'm going to coach them to be backups, and I'm going to spend $100 million on another player. All right, 215. <laughs> I did all that, and you still on that. 592. 94-94. <laughs> right back to the phone lines after the break. Open that wallet. Yes, the Eagles, Howie, Jeff, they should. Or he wants to play the young Thundercats. Where do you come down? Reaction to what you heard yesterday, plus two things that were said yesterday at the Eagles press conference that I, I so hope that they're lying about. I am hoping to be lied to because this oh. better not be true. All right, 215-592-949 for Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. ESPN Bet is not live in Pennsylvania. As the official sports book of ESPN, ESPN Bet is the only place to find daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. Sign up today at New Year's to get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Find all your favorite markets and bets like in-game wagering, Crossboard parlays, teasers, and all the props you can handle. That's ESPN Bet. Download today. Oh, what a play. Must be 21 plus. Gambling problem call one. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Don't let me down. Welcome back. Midday show. This song's for Howie Roseman. Don't let us down. Go spend that cap face money. For Sue Douglas as well. It's the Midday Show, 215-592-9494. Coming up at 1.30 today, Elliot Shore Parks. Elliot, by the way, had some big-time questions yesterday. I was very proud of Elliot. Represented the station well. He asked the hard-hitting – actually, I'm not kidding. He had like two or three of the best questions yesterday. I wanted to get some gossip from last night. Well, we got to ask him about the, that. When the lights. St. Elmo's? Yeah, yeah. when the lights can't. Will they go, come off or go on or whatever? Uh, they they dim the lights? Is that yeah, how it dim goes? The light. Yeah, we can say that. Yeah, we'll ask Elliot. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll find a way to ask Elliot what happened last night when the uh, the lights were dimmed in Indianapolis. Elliot's how about that D, baby? Later in the show. And uh, today is a special anniversary of Philadelphia Spurs. We'll get to that as well. A lot to do. 215-592-9494. I want the Eagles to spend this cap room. I think they need to spend their way on defense to go all in to fix this thing. He wants to play the young guys. And Hassan Reddick, your gut feeling on if he's coming back after yesterday, didn't sound very confident coming from the head coach, the GM. My sense is he is not going to be here next season. Let's go to the phone lines here. 215-592-9494. Mark in Woodbury Heights. Hey, Mark. Joe, how are you? Good, Mark. How you doing? <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm doing well. Um, Nick Sirianni. And listen, I don't, I don't want to talk bad about any human being, about a person. He seems like a good guy, good father, uh, family guy. Something's not right here. And from a football perspective, as the head coach of this football team, like, number one, what is he going to do? Like, I know someone asked him that at a press conference. He's going to go into meetings and this and that. But the bottom line with him, in my opinion, when you're getting rattled by fans at a Kansas City Chiefs game and you walk up the tunnel screaming towards the fans where they can't hear you, I just question, like, like is that what you're concentrating on instead of, thinking about what your team did and did not do. 
You, you understand where yeah, I'm getting no, at? Yeah, it, Mark, but, it was like, a it was a bad look, and it was just an image. Uh, it was immature. I, I question so, his maturity. Not you know, and yeah. I we want his team to be mature, right? We want the receiver to be mature and the quarterback and all that. And I don't think he's mature. You're 100 percent right, Joe. And the team mirrors the head coach. It really does. And if you can't handle that type of adversity, look at what happens. You know, in, in that seven-game span, things just spiraled out of control. And at the end of the day, why why is he here? Is he here because they're not going to go all in next year and he could be the fall guy and they don't want to bring in somebody new right now? Like, like is Kellen Moore the, the next possible head coach down the road or, or Fangio? I, I just... I don't, I just don't get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, what what is so appealing about Nick Sirianni? I don't know, Mark. I, I when they lost six out of seven and the way the playoff game ended, I expected him to be gone. I'm still surprised that he's here. I, I Hugh, I don't know, but you know, Mark just brought up the idea of of Kellen Moore. It, Hugh, it wouldn't shock me if Moore is the next head coach. It just feels like it's probably trending in that direction, especially when you start getting questions asked of you about you know basically what do you do? <laughs> what do you do around team? here? And, and, you know, you're talking about you're going to infuse or, or merge your offensive philosophy with his and things of that nature. I don't know. It, it's, it's tough to say. I think the players had a lot to say about him being here, and that's probably one of the main reasons why he's still here. I think he has a, lo- a lot of love yeah, and adulation in that locker room. Guys, your question, though, Hugh, and you, you played for Andy Reid and you played for some other coaches. Um, I mean, did Andy Reid ever get on your nerves? Did, did he ever bother you where where maybe there wasn't a love fest? Like, like is, does it have to be a love fest with the players and the coach? Like, is that the way it has to be today? It like, feels like, like that. Like, it feels like, to your point, yeah, I, but I've why? heard. Because that's the way the NFL is skewing. I've heard rumors. Like, Do I, you I, agree I, with that, Hugh? Do I agree with it? It's a different time. I mean, it, it, put it like this. If you're asking me would I would be a part of that, probably not. Because I, But I was – I'm from a different era. But it feels yeah, like but- a, a lot of times that guys have more pull. This, the NFL, to me, let me ask it for you like this, Mark. NFL is starting to feel like the NBA as far as the ability, the ability to get coaches hired and fired. Especially at, the quarterback. The quarterback is like the NBA yes. superstar. Yeah, it, feels, it feels like that, especially when you have players that have a lot of pull. It feels like they have the ability nowadays, which they didn't when I played, to have pe- certain people fired and, and, and have – other guys keep their jobs. So, so what you're saying is, to a certain degree, these guys need to be coddled. Yes, and they need some sad, yes, man. Men. That's sad. You know why? Football's a violent sport. Yes, it is. You, you got to have the makeup to kick someone's ass every play, and it's and and I agree with you. The, the, the coddling is that why Nick Sirianni's here to coddle these guys so that, you know, there's a love fest. I love my coach, this, that. You know, and I don't want to go back 40, 50 years, Chuck Knoll and the Lombardis and the Shulas, guys that were respected Hall of Fame coaches. It just, that never happened. Well, even go to Belichick, Mark. I mean, that, and that's not that long ago, but his heyday, you know, 10 to 20 years ago, he didn't do it either. Mark, I, I agree with you. I, I, it doesn't make sense to me, Mark. We always appreciate the phone call. Speaking of this, it's kind of interesting. This this came out today as Mark made that phone call about why Sirianni's still here. 
So the NFL Player Association, they do, they do team report cards, right? The players vote on certain things or they give a grade to certain things. And I, I'm, I'm sure this is done anonymously, and then they kind of tally them up, mm-hmm. right? So, so here are the categories. Treatment of facilities, food, cafeteria, nutritionist, dietitian, locker room, training staff, uh, weight room, strength coaches, team travel, head coach, ownership. And then they kind of average it out. Sirianni got an A. From the Eagles. Now, these Eagles players voting. Now, I don't know if they're voting on his acumen or are they voting on his likability. I don't know why they gave him an A, but they gave him an A. So Mark asked the question why he's still here. I think that's part of it. The players seem to like him. I'm not. You notice I'm not using the word like they think he's a genius, but they like him. Yeah. And the other thing I wonder is, and I think Marcus Hayes wrote this in a column uh, after the Eagles kept Sirianni. Jeff Fleury a couple years ago said this guy's going to be a really good coach. I wonder... Sometimes when when powerful people make decisions, they don't want to admit they they're don't want wrong. to be wrong. They don't, or they don't want to admit they're wrong before they have to. Like you say, ah, I thought this two years ago. I'm not going to give up on that first instinct I had. Now maybe it would have been better to just say I made a mistake, but he didn't. He didn't do that. Yeah, and and I think part of it is too that, like, this place has been ran like a country club. You know, so like, it's easy it's, to like the guy in charge. I mean, yeah, you if you know what potentially is going to happen, the thing that that jumps out to me, especially last year in the NFL, two two stories, the one coming out of Miami with the Vic Fangio and the players not liking him because they didn't like his coaching style, mm-hmm. and the fact that you had some 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 significant agents coming out saying that a lot of guys that that he was associated with didn't like his coaching style. Now. That that's one that that jumped out to me, and another one was the one where, when Coach Bieniemy went to the Commodores, and the Commodores were complaining about their practices. The last time I checked, Commodores ain't been to the playoffs in a long ass time. <laughs> well, I think they went during the pan, uh, pandemic year, but that's the only one I could think of for a while. So I was five or six we years now. Yeah, five six years ago. Once in the last seven or eight years, I believe. Yeah, and 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 they haven't been significant in a long ass time. Oh, that, that's thirty fair years. To say. Yeah. yeah, significant. So you get a coach, offense coordinator that's fresh off, fresh off winning the Super Bowl, and you crying about practice like that blew my mind. But again, like I said, it's a different time, different time, different era. Guys are different. And and that's why when you ask me, I don't. I never want to be that old dude to talk about. Well, back in my day when I went to school, walking twenty miles to school, like you don't want to be that guy. Uphill both ways, yeah, uphill in the snow. Yeah, you don't want to be that guy, but you also have to acknowledge that things are different, and you have to adjust and adapt to the times, man. Well, I also do wonder. I mean, we always look for separators, right? Every team has talent. Every team has high draft picks. I wonder if the teams that have more of those guys that are willing to work and not be coddled, maybe those are the teams that are going to win. Yeah, it, and the and teams that have less of those guys are going to lose. It, that, and it feels like that. You know, it's also funny. They've put people like you always have a player representative that that goes to the PA or whatever. They got a lot of snitches on the PA representative squad now that tell everything. Like there have been more reports of misconduct, which it should. Like this is where it gets weird for me because I, I don't recall ever being in a situation during training camps or whatever. We had some hard ass training camps where anybody ever told on coach for oh, the like training camp. Oh, like if you go over the practice limitations <laughs> yeah. or pads on a certain <laughs> like, day. Yeah. Oh, like don't run and been, tell now. Man, listen. Them cats go back and tell in a heartbeat. Oh, he had too many practices. He coach put the pads on us too much. Dude, you trying to win football games. 
Yeah, I, I get well, it. yeah, that yeah. you know, I, well, I hope that's the the full objective. But yeah, those they don't that doesn't different, fly anymore. It's different now, man. It does. All right, let's go to Terrence in Springfield. What's up, Terrence? Yo, Joe, Kyle, what's up, man? <laughs> what's up, hey, man? Terrence. Here's the thing, man. What does Nick Sirianni do? Like, is it this core value stuff he's talking about is getting real old and real stale? Like, did the offense have core values on the field? Did the defense have core values on defense on the field? No. It feels like to me the reason he's back is because I feel like Jeffrey Lurie is trying to show loyalty to Sirianni because he had that Super Bowl run. And I hope he's making the right choice because this could, the fans can turn on this team quickly and the organization quickly if we have a, a horrible season next year. This, this thing can go haywire. And for this guy to be sitting up in a press conference saying he's going to merge offenses, did your offense work last year, Sirianni? No. So what are you going to merge your offense with Kellen Moore's offense who is more successful than yours? Does that make sense? No. It does not. Yeah, that Terrence. Burned a, that burned a lot of people biscuits. Yeah, right of course there. it did. Well, you know, it reminded me, Terrence, a little bit of in 2020 when the Eagles brought in Marty Morningweg and, uh, yeah. and Scangarello, and they talked about meshing all the different concepts, and then I watched it play out in the fall, and it was uh, garbage. It, it was garbage. And, like, Sirianni, he has, he has a say in this, but so does Howie. And I feel like Howie has to open up that checkbook, but I also feel like this guy has to get better at drafting. This, that is not Howie's strong suit. That little, that little Georgia Bulldogs crap he pulled off last year that everyone was happy about made me sick. This year, we have to get some good free agents in here, like um, Patrick McQueen, bring CJ back, something like that. But we got to get some good – we got to hit some draft picks instead of letting these draft picks go to other teams that we missed on in the draft. Uh, well, they do, and they need to spend the money here. They need to spend that money. Terrence, we appreciate the phone call. We got a Reddick update here we'll get to in a second. I just want to point out, though – uh, you know how we um, we talk about kind of grading on a curve sometimes? Yesterday we mentioned how every team has more cap room. Yeah. So um, this was just put out, like, all the coaches, what they got. Here's my takeaway, because I, I can see the grades now for every NFL head coach. So Sirianni, according to the Eagles, they voted him an A. Okay, Sirianni got an A. Hugh, most players seem to just give their coach a high grade. So of the 32 coaches, 19 of them got A+, plus, A, or A-. minus. And it's, it, it's, it has no reflection on your team's record. Let me I'll just give you an example. Frank Reich got an A-. minus. Frank Reich was fired midseason. Jonathan Gannon got an A-. minus. Now, he might be a good head coach. Well, John, I think he actually did a pretty good job with not much there so in these Arizona. Gra- these grades are fugazi. Well, the, I think it's not about your acumen or your ability. That's, what I, that's my takeaway. By the way, um, Bill Belichick, and I know they had a bad year last year, Bill Belichick got one of the bottom grades in terms of coaching. Maybe they didn't like him, right? Maybe they just they're tired they of. They probably his... were being honest. Yeah, like they probably realized what they were grade, like they, who they were grade. But he's not a dumb. Like Jonathan Gannon got a higher grade than Bill Belichick. This strikes well, me as a pop, a little bit of a popularity contest. Also, only three coaches in the entire league got a C or D. Can you guys guess them? There only three teams voted their coach C or D in the. Well, you already told us one Belichick, right? No, no, he was in the B's. Oh, Josh McDaniel, Arthur Smith. Josh McDaniels was the worst graded coach, a D. Arthur Smith, C plus, the third worst graded coach, and Ron Rivera, who got the Ooh. only C. So only Arthur Smith, Ron Rivera, Josh McDaniels got anything below a B. Most players are just going to vote a nice grade for their coach. That, that's my thing. Well, I mean, kind of sound like it. Yeah, I don't know. well, I don't know if it's a popularity contest. I feel like Belichick on name recognition alone, if it, that were the case, would get. But what a I mean is, grade. like, maybe they don't like his personality. Well, yeah, or maybe he just 
didn't do a good job last season. He's well, not that great of a coach anymore. So so John Harbaugh got a B plus. Hmm. Frank Reich got an A minus. I, like I, what am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> John Harbaugh had the best team in the NFL in terms of the regular season. Uh, it's 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 not a bad thing. The Eagles players voted him an A. Maybe we're too hard sometimes on Sirianni. They like him obviously. I'm just like that doesn't mean anything you, to me. Can I can I can I just like give my two cents about yeah. the whole Sirianni thing? I think is people listen to what he says, and it, it's starting to be a little bit redundant and ridiculous because to me, like I like Coach Sirianni. Let me say this first, but when he hit me with triple down on the core values. We doubled down on them last year, did we? But this year we're going to triple down. No, but, but my point is, they doubled down and it didn't work. So, oh, you know what? I'm going to just go ahead and triple down. It's like that guy you know at the blackjack <laughs> table. Just, you know what? Let's do it again. So, and I get like, this is why I couldn't be a head coach. Because, you know, you sit there and the longer y'all have me up there, the more I'm going to start stuttering. And the more <laughs> I'm going to start, like, just get in there, get my message across, and get off. Get leave. The, those, That's the, it. The, you those, know what I mean, they, Kyle? Those, those, okay. Our drop board, if you were the head coach, would be filled. Kyle, what's the update here I on Hassan go, Reddick? What do we got? According to Justina Anderson, who I believe is at the scouting combine, mm-hmm. she says, I'm told several teams have expressed interest in trading for Eagles linebacker Hassan Reddick per source. So, I'm not surprised. I mean, yeah, I, Well, you knew that. That's why. They said probably said what they said yesterday because they know this is about to get ugly. <laughs> so real. Jeff McLean and his piece today, he's obviously out there too. And I, I mean, look, it's not just for GMs, it's for reporters too to kind of gain information. He wrote this morning, uh, he wonders if the Eagles, and I'm paraphrasing, I don't have the exact quote, but the paraphrasing the idea of would they take a pair of second-day picks. So what does that mean? A two and a three? A pair of second-day picks? Mm. Day two picks is the way you kind of phrase it for the draft? A two and a three is not a bad compensation for a son right No, that's, that's no, it's ain't not. That kinda, ain't talking that kinda... about it's not a, for the player he is at thirty years old. That's not a bad compensation. What gives the Eagles a better? So first of all, you're Mister Open the Wallet, spend the money. I, I what do you think gives the Eagles it. a better chance of winning the Super Bowl next year? A second and third round pick, Reddick. or a son Reddick. Reddick? Okay, I'm just saying. But if if you're gonna be open to trading him, that sounds like good compensation. Like I don't think they're getting a one. No, they're not getting a one, Kyle. Oh, uh, okay, uh, then. Then you don't trade him. Well, it's, then why it's come pretty the GM simple. Didn't say yesterday he's under contract because he look because they're, they're, they're in the process play. of allowing him to seek a trade. He can't. But he can't. He's but, under contract. Uh, These okay, are facts. Okay, but like you can't. How we can't go up there to the podium and be like, oh, like we're praying that Son Reddick's going. No, we're going to find a way to work this out. Like that's just not what GMs do. You're asking for something that's that that's just not going to happen. God, I ain't figured it out yet. <laughs> I mean, <I'm, laughs> they have not figured it out. Kyle, Kyle get mad at us for for reporting the news. We were talking about flipping our best defensive player for a second and third round pick willy nilly and acting like that's a good. It's good compensation in terms of what the market is dictating. That's what I'm saying. But that's not what the Eagles need or want or should want. It's a bad trade. Well, I I want to keep him. I'm trying to bring in more good players. I'm not trying to go with all the young guys like Mr. Scout Hugh Douglas over here. Then then they need to stand pat and say a two and a three is not good enough. Area Scout Hugh Douglas. But see now now you're just being you're just being spiteful and not letting the man leave. No, no, I'm being I'm doing what's in best interest of the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, if I honestly don't care about what Hassan Reddick wants, he's under contract. Bring him back. Let's grab a phone call here while we all scoring lover. We all calm down. Kyle's going to be scoring if they. Trading for a two and a three. Tom's and Aston. What's up, Tom? Hey, how you guys doing? <laughs> what's up, Good, Tom? Tom. What's up? Uh, so this is my second time calling you guys' show. Uh, the job I have now, I drive between projects, so I find it more and more that uh, you guys are talking to subjects I need to call in. So 
Uh, All right. Well, that's you guys keep up the great work. Well, Tom, um, we all... appreciate you being part of the show. What are you thinking today? Um, a couple things. Uh, Hugh, I do resonate with the term Thundercats. Uh, I think we're about the same age. And when you say it, I think of the Thundercats, the show in my youth I watched. Yes. So I believe you are right. We do need to play them. I think last year with our defensive coordinators and all, we did not have the talent to mentor them. And then they had the work ethic to do it. And the team itself, back to Sirianni, which I'm jumping back and forth, they reflected his personality, right? Mm -hmm. That's how they performed because they reflected his personality. It's the teams that are successful reflect the coach's personality, and they're the ones who are in the playoffs the longest and the ones that won. So I believe with this change with the defensive coordinator will help with the young Thundercats, but I also believe they do need to make some moves, spend some of that money. That way you can integrate them and they can learn from better players. Yeah. I'm, I, me and you on the same page. Like, But, see, Joe – Mr. I want to spend all my money on the on the highest price creators out there. I want to win. But that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to spend my money. No, on and the I get it, Tom. Creators, I, so. I get both you and we appreciate your focus. I get the point you're making there. And and if you you have a culture, you have a, a sustainable model. It's great. The Eagles haven't shown that. How yeah, Howie has not that shown going. that. They got to get that. Well, going. or we can win a Super Bowl, and then we'll figure the rest out. All right. Let's. We never like to be lied to. No one likes to be lied to. But I actually am hoping that two things we heard yesterday were flat out lies. Can we start with the uh, what Howie said yesterday about one of the veterans on this team, a guy who didn't play well last year? Here's Howie on James Bradbury and his role in this team. We kind of knew we needed some depth there. We gave some guys opportunities to do it. You know, I got to do a better job of bringing in more guys to be able to play that position. I think that's one area that kind of you felt like in August maybe we, we need to add, so we tried some guys. But when you look at JB and his history and his success as an outside corner, to ask him to do something, which is really a different position, is hard. And he remains part of your plans? Yeah, he's under contract, part of our plans. Under contract, part of their plans. That's James Bradbury. Let's all hope <laughs> that was a flat-out lie. Let's also hope this was a lie. Sirianni, you know, a month ago was asked, what do you do around here? So I'm not surprised. Yesterday, he tried to kind of spin it that, you know, he and Callum Moore are going to design the offense together. Here's how he framed the offense and how it'll be designed. He's been highly successful, and, and we've been highly successful. And I think that, you know, I'm really looking forward to meshing the things, you know, meshing what he's done really well together with the things that we've done really well. Um, but and and I again, I think it's going to be a really a really good match. Uh, and Kellen's track record speaks for itself. He wants to mesh those offenses here together. What we did well, what's with uh, Moore did well. What do you think about that meshing the offense? So we're gonna put the tush push in to to Coach Moore's. Coach Goober's offense. I uh, like it. I'm okay with that. Let's hope that's the only thing they take from the offense. Well, yeah. Because I can't that, – that's the only staple that they had that was good, to be totally honest. Yeah, I, ju- I just hope that they don't go too far with trying to mess you. Because a couple years ago they tried that with a whole bunch of cooks in the kitchen didn't work. I, I would be fine letting Kellen Moore – Design the offense. Kellen Moore's run a lot of good offenses in the NFL. 215-592-949. If we'll get back to the phone lines here, we'll give you a midweek non-sports take as we do every Wednesday. And, yeah, we'll throw something from the Sixers in here coming up. Embiid's timeline. What Woj said about Joel Embiid. And, boy, do the Sixers need him. And I'm starting a countdown. We know we have the Joel countdown, but I'm starting a countdown of my own of something that I just can't wait for. In Philadelphia sports. That's coming up. 215-592-9494. Your call's next on the Midday Show. Sports Radio 94 WIP. 
And let's talk about FanDuel. Bet the NBA with a no-sweat same-game parlay from FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino every Thursday with TNT Thursdays. It doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or already have an account. You'll get bonus bets back if your same-game parlay doesn't win on any NBA on TNT game. NBA same-game parlays are the perfect way to combine your chance, uh, your bets for a chance at a bigger payday. Look, there's a lot of big games tonight. I will take Minnesota to win big at home. Whoever you want to play, just head to FanDuel.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O to bet the NBA with a no-sweat same-game parlor with TNT Thursdays. FanDuel.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official sports partner of 94 WIP. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.